Welcome to Cut the Cake, the no BS wedding podcast sharing industry secrets and wedding day intel couples are craving to plan and enjoy their wedding planning process with actual info you need and plenty of laughs along the way. I'm Melanie James, aka Melly Rain, and I'm joined by Tanya Hall, aka the Event Wanderer Co. And together we are your hosts bringing over 20 plus years of wedding and event industry insights to your ears. Hello everyone and welcome back to Cut the Cake. It is a new year, it's 2024. Tanya and I are extremely excited because today we have a very special episode. We wanted to really start 2020-24 on the right foot for couples listening to this podcast. We know a lot of couples get engaged over Christmas and New Year and with that comes the start of planning your wedding. Now, when you do start planning your wedding, you'll start getting in contact with vendors. And here's the big truth bomb. Ghosting is not just prevalent in the dating world. It is also very common in the wedding industry. And I'm talking about couples, ghosting vendors, and also vendors, ghosting couples. So Tanya and I, we see both sides and we get it. Sometimes it's because it's pure, simple laziness. But most of the time it's because couples are not contacting vendors either the correct way And when they do, they're not providing vendors with what they need to quote accurately. So today we're lifting the lid on this topic that Tanya and I are so passionate about. We're going to talk through how to proactively engage with your vendors from the beginning so there's no ghosting with anyone. The couple, essentially, you're getting an accurate quote and us for the vendors. We're essentially not wasting any time going back and forth with couples for potentially something that's not going to eventuate. So with all of that said, we're going to break it down into four steps for you all. So what you need to be telling your vendors from the get-go, how to communicate with them so everyone is happy and essentially help you with your planning from the get-go. So 2024 is a year of seamless planning for everyone. So Tanya, we're going to dive straight into this. We're going to go through these four steps. I want you to start with step number one. What's the first thing couples need to do? Before before we just jump into that, and I've just thought of this randomly, I am going to put a bit of a disclaimer in here and say, what makes Mel and I the experts in inquiries? Firstly, yes, we are vendors. We understand what it is that we need from our couples in order to be able to quote accurately. But we're also event managers and that is both our background. It is still what Mel does. And so we know how it is to inquire properly to get the most. So we see both sides of the equation. So we're not sitting here and saying this is just from a vendor point of view. No, no, no. We know how to do it properly versus we know how to receive it properly as well. So minor disclaimer there as well. But step number one in this four-step process is before you start reaching out to any type of vendors, do your research. So stalk people on social media. You've heard us talk about that constantly. Go through, work out the type of photographers you want to approach, the type of videographers you want to approach, the stationers who you love the look of, and get a feel for what the vendor is offering before you start inquiring with them. Like, I know it's really, really easy to go to a generic directory website and just start firing off emails to people, 
But trust me, if you do your research and you find the vendors that are going to effectively be your people at the end of the day, you are going to get much better results when it comes to quoting. So check their website and make certain that they've got price guides. And if they don't have price guides, that's when you start to do a bit of outreach to them. But if their price guide is outside of your budget, I hate to say this, you might either, might either need to look at your budget again or cross them off your list. So it is a case of just working out what's the most important thing to you. As I said, if they don't have prices, this is when you start to do your outreach and start to see what their prices are actually like. But then comes step number two and how to outreach properly, which I'm going to throw over to Mel. (laughs) This is definitely the golden nugget, I suppose, a thing that we really want to dive into in a bit more detail. And like you said before, it's not um, us as vendors going we know everything, this is how you do it. We want couples to get the right information and not have to go back and forth with vendors as well. So getting in touch. I've got a few hot tips when it comes to this one. My number one tip would always be to reach out to a vendor via their website contact form. If they have a website contact form, they've set it up for a reason, go through the process of contacting them through their website. It's less likely to go into a spam folder in their inbox if you just email them directly. If you contact someone via Instagram or even Facebook Messenger, it's really easy for those messages to disappear. And that's when the ghosting starts or when couples start to feel that they're being ignored and stuff like that. And it's purely because we haven't seen the inquiry. So tip number one, always go to the website, see if they have a contact form and go through the contact form to get in contact with them. And then if they don't have a contact form, some vendors will also list their email on their website. It's usually down the bottom in the footer of the website. Um, You can reach out that way. But again, there's just that likelihood that it could potentially go into a vendor's spam folder. So that would be like my secondary suggestion. If you do reach out to a vendor through their website contact form or through an, a direct email, if that's something that they've got on their website, I would just be patient with their reply. So if you don't hear back from them, you know, over a week or something like that, then maybe reach out through Instagram DM and just shoot them a quick text saying, hey, like I've sent you an inquiry through your website, just checking that you got it. Just be mindful that everyone does work and they need days off and they've got other clients that they're working with as well. So if they do get back to you really quickly, amazing. But if they don't, just be very mindful of that. So always, always reach out through website. Contact form is my number one tip. And with that, we're going on to step three. So yes, step three. Now this is probably my favorite part and that is give a good brief of what you were wanting. Now it is a pet peeve of mine and I will admit this, that Getting a generic response from a couple as in, hey, I like the look of your stuff. Tell me about your pricing. Tell me about what services you offer. That tells me a couple of pieces of information. And one of those pieces is is that you really don't know what I do. You haven't looked at my website. You probably haven't looked at my Instagram. You've literally just hit the submit inquiry button on a wedding directory and not given it much more thought. Now, the problem with this is, is that That actually tells me as a vendor, particularly a stationary vendor, nothing about what your event is about. It doesn't tell me how many guests you're having. It doesn't tell me a location. It doesn't tell me the date and also doesn't tell me what exactly it is you need. So 
what I would say for step number three is before you even approach a vendor to submit an email, sit down and have your details sorted. Literally, pull up Microsoft Word or a Word document, type out an email with all of your inquiries, and then you have something that you can easily just copy and paste and adjust as you need to. But things that you will need to put in this inquiry that will help us as vendors out so much, your date, your venue, your guest numbers, your ideal ceremony start time, your budget for that specific vendor, and inspiration pictures. If you are talking to anyone who's in a visual medium, so stylists, florists, stationers, cake makers, if you have inspiration pics of what you want, that will help us work out the costs so much better because we can quote accurately. The more information that you essentially have on the day about your event, even if you're just in the initial stage of the planning, the more information you can give us, the better it is. And I guarantee you, you will get a much more accurate quote off your prospective vendors than if you don't give them any information whatsoever. Now, keeping in mind there as well, wedding budgets are a very, very real thing. So, In terms of getting a quote though, the buck actually stops with the couple. So if you don't know the basic details of what you're looking for, then be mindful that your vendors might not be able to give you a quote within the realm of the budget that you're actually looking for. So another tip here, side tip, be honest with your vendors about the budgets that you have for that particular element because most of the time the vendors will help you work out something that will fit within your budget. Don't just discount something because it's completely out of the way of what you wanted to spend. But actually, I'm and I'm big on this. Always ask the question, my budget's small, what can be achieved for this amount? My budget's X, what can be achieved for that amount? Always ask the question. The other thing too is just be mindful, all of us as vendors, we're here to help our couples achieve the most amazing day possible. So talk to us. Don't be afraid to jump on the phone, jump on an email, have a conversation because we're not scary either, are we? One little hot tip as well, and this is just an observation, that inquiries that have little to no detail in them, whether or not it be an email, a DM, something coming from a website directory, it effectively says to us as vendors that, and I hate to say this, going through the motions. Like a couple's been sitting down at 11 o'clock at night and they're just going through and hitting the message now button or submit inquiry button to various vendors and that they haven't really given any thought to whether or not one they want to work with this vendor. So they might not even have looked at this vendor's social media or portfolio or anything like that. And I see that all too often. And I think probably the thing to be mindful of is that as vendors as well, we get these inquiries. We will sit down and we will take time from our day to respond to them. And I know that this has happened to me. I would say that 90% of those inquiries that come through very generically, the, you know, just give me a quote, I never hear from again. And that's the ghosting that you talk about. So whereas the times when a couple have actually given me the details that they need, that's when we have actually started to go through the motions of actually working together and creating a product. So if you are really serious about working with a vendor, then give them the courtesy of giving them all the information that you have to hand because I guarantee it will work out the way that you want to in the end pretty much. 
So that's enough on that one. So step number four, I'll hand over to you. (laughs) Well, before we move on to step number four, I do just want to add a couple of points, I suppose, from my side with giving a good brief on what you're wanting. I completely understand that at times you may not have all the information that you need to give to specific vendors or you might not even know what information you need to give to your vendors. Say, for example, it is a florist. There are so many types of floral elements that you could have on your wedding day and you may not know if you want them all, if it's within your budget, all those types of things. So I think that's when the inspiration pitches really come in handy and are really useful for vendors. And again, reiterating what you have said, just giving the detail and being honest. Like if you say to a florist, I've looked at your work. I love it. I'm really keen to get a quote from you. I'm not entirely sure what I want. I think I want XXXX, but this is kind of what I'm thinking of spending on florals. Not sure it's within my budget. Just being really open, I suppose, and giving that detail of where you're at in the planning process is really, really helpful because most vendors will really (laughs) appreciate that. And then if you don't have all the information, they're happy to go back and forth a couple of times to create a quote that is within your budget and talk you through the options that you do have for specific things and stuff like that. So um, like you said, just that generic, can I literally, can I have a quote, copy and paste that's been sent to 10 different florists? They're the ones that will look at and go, this they've not given me any details. So, and it's, we know it's a copy and paste job. So the other thing I just want to add as well is when you are inquiring with vendors, and I actually ask this for couples in my contact form specifically, don't be afraid to tell your vendors who you are, how you met, a little bit about your story, like how you got engaged, if you've got any fur babies, anything that you love, anything that you hate. It just really allows us to get to know you a little bit more because we're going to be working really closely with couples through the planning process. So it's great to know who you are. So don't be afraid to give us a little, you know, paragraph or a sentence or whatever, just anything about you guys. It just, we look at that as such a positive um, interaction with couples and we love it. Like we look at those inquiries and go, they're the couples that I am going to go above and beyond for because they've put in the effort with the contact form. I'm going to get back to them within 12 hours kind of things. I really want to chat to them about working with them. So don't be afraid to do that. <laughs> yeah. And it actually makes just a side observation there too. The more information we have, it actually makes working with that prospective client so much more easier because you can actually start to get a feel for them straight away. And I know as a designer doing what I do, the jobs that I love are the custom pieces where I actually know the client. So might be an acquaintance or an ex-colleague or friend of the family, that type of thing where I know the people. It makes the design process easier, even though I'm probably actually harsher on myself in terms of the final output because I actually want it to be perfect for them at the end of the day. So yeah, I'm 100% in agreement with that. More the better, basically. Yep, 100%. All right, moving on to step number four, final step. I know it can be a little bit challenging for couples, but you need to wait. <laughs> wait <laughs> for a reply and be patient for the reply. I think it's really important to note um, 
that most wedding vendors are on site with weddings or even other events, most Fridays and Saturdays, sometimes Sundays. And we too, I know it's you know challenging to accept, but we too are entitled to some days off during the week. So we don't work nine to five usually. We typically take a Monday, a Tuesday, maybe even a Sunday off. So if you are inquiring with a vendor, for example, on a Friday, you may not actually hear from them until the following Wednesday or Thursday because they're working and then they're taking a couple of days to relax. But with that said, if you haven't heard from a vendor in about a week, that's when um, I would probably say that A, they're either ghosting you or B, they haven't received your inquiry. So send a follow-up. There's no harm in sending another email to follow up. Say, hey, I sent you an email over a week ago, just checking that you've got it. Most vendors will come back to you and say, I'm so sorry, I've just been slammed with work. I'll get back to you in the next 24 hours. It just gives you that heads up. You can totally send a DM through Instagram at that point if you want to, um, particularly if the email has gone into their spam or something like that. Again, most vendors will be so apologetic and they'll come back going, I'm so sorry, I didn't see you come through. It went to my spam. I'll get back to you in the next 24 hours. So there's no harm in following up. I would just be patient initially because we obviously do have other work that we're doing and we need days off to rest and recruit and, and get back to ourselves. Um, the other things I suppose noting when you do get a reply from a vendor is just be mindful that the quote you get back initially doesn't have to be the final quote. Most vendors are happy to negotiate or change things, work within your budget. If you aren't totally sure what something, say for example, it is stationary because that's your area of expertise, Tanya. If it is this huge order and they've gone, I want save the dates and invites and I want place cards and I want this and this and that and that, so many things because I've seen so many things on Instagram that they want. And then you've come back with them with a figure that they've gone, okay, that was just a little bit more than what I was expecting. Don't be afraid to go back to that vendor and say, literally that. That was a little bit more than what I was expecting. Is there ways that we can kind of move it around, whether it's changes in designs or paper or whatever? There are totally ways you can bring your budget down. So just work with that vendor and be open in your communication around it. Don't do this, which I personally hate. Do not ghost them and never reply. If it's out of your budget, like really out of your budget, and even if you've gone back a couple of times to sort of tweak it or whatever, and you're not going to proceed with that vendor, can you just let us know? <laughs> like all it takes is a little email saying, thank you so much for taking the time to create this custom quote for me. It was lovely to meet you. However, it's just unfortunately out of our budget and we're not going to proceed. That's all we need to know because as soon as we have a conversation with a couple or a prospective client, we're, we're going to follow up because you've, enga- you've engaged with us. We're taking that as a sign that you would like to work with us in some way or another. So if we send you a quote and then we don't hear from you for about a week, we're probably going to send a friendly email to follow up. Hey, just checking. You got my email. Do you have any questions with the quote? Do you want to go through anything? Do you need to change anything? Blah, 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 blah. And if it's not for you, don't just ignore the email and don't reply. Like we will not take offense to it. We just really appreciate knowing. <laughs> Otherwise, we're basically going to annoy you. And we don't want to annoy you with these in quotation follow-up emails, but it's what we're going to do. The other thing I would probably say is 
don't be afraid to give vendors feedback. And if it is simply like it's out of your budget, that's great. That's fine. Tell us why. Like if there's a particular thing that's out of your budget, like a particular element or whatever, or if you've gone with another vendor, that's fine. Like we as business owners really appreciate any feedback, whether it's good, bad, whatever. We take on the feedback as constructive criticism and it helps us improve what we're providing couples as well. Because at the end of the day, we want to give couples the best possible service in whatever area that we're doing. So the feedback that we get helps us to improve. So don't be afraid to come back and say, I don't know, I had a call with you and I didn't like the shirt you were wearing. You were too casual for me. I really wanted someone in a suit and tie who was going to give that professional feel. That's fine. We may not want to hear it, but at least it's feedback and we can take that on board how we want to. So don't be afraid to do that. We're also not going to be offended because at the end of the day, there are so many people in this industry. And as it comes back to everything that we've always said, find your people. Find the person who you gel with, whether it be your celebrant, your stylist, your florist or whatever. Because at the end of the day, you want to be comfortable in knowing that the vendors you have selected for your day are going to deliver. They are going to be on board with your dream. If you're not getting a great feeling, that's fine. But be polite about it. Send an email and then everyone can move on their way. And as vendors, we're not sitting there wondering, like wondering whether or not. And and I think the other thing too, to be mindful of, you might do this as a wedding planner. You'll start to block off date as well. So if you have two or three couples come to you all wanting the same date, how are you going to pick? How are you going to be able to provide that service? So it is just being mindful that, you know, we're in an event industry. We're in a date-based industry where certain things need to happen on those specific days. It's not something that can wait an extra three weeks. So just be mindful that people people are doing things behind the scenes. The second you reach out, they are checking diaries. They are thinking about how they can get to your venue. They are looking at travel costs as well. All those little things are happening behind the scenes. Agreed. And I think that's a great point for also vendors. Like To be honest with couples, that you're holding that date for them and tell them how long you are going to hold the date for. And it's not from a like a a sales or a scarcity point of view. It's purely just to keep the communication open and honest. So couples are aware that like you're holding that date for them until X date. And then after that date, it's no longer on hold for them. And it's basically up for grabs again. So it it just works both ways. So I think that's a really good point. Speaking of dates as well. Just when you receive your quote back, just be aware that most quotes will have an expiration date. So if you don't speak to a vendor for, say, two months, don't expect the quote that they gave you two months prior to still be relevant because prices can change. So I know I do it. Um, I'm, I know you do it. It's, there is always an expiration date on a quote. So be very, very mindful that once that expiration date expires, you might be looking at a significant cost increase depending on the cost of supplies, like flowers, for instance, or you might find that it's exactly the same at the end of the day. But just be mindful that, yeah, quotes have expiration dates. They're not the bees all and ends all and that they can obviously change as well. And I guess on the other foot as well, if you have got a quote and you've got to a figure that you're happy with, you're loving the vendor, you want to lock them in, 
most vendors will require some form of booking fee to lock them in for your wedding date. That also ensures that you've basically locked in the the quote and the figures that they've provided you. So if there is an increase, it doesn't fall on you. It guarantees that they're they're going to block out the date for you and they're not going to book ideally anyone else for that date or you know whatever their workload is around that date. They're going to take that into consideration and have you locked in for the date. Yeah. So that's the that's the happy days. <laughs> Get them locked in. You're in, pay your deposit. Nothing is secure basically until your deposit is paid. So definitely keep that in mind. And once you've done that, party starts and the fun begins. Exactly. So with all of that said, that would, I suppose, be our simple four-step process to inquire with vendors to get an accurate quote. There's no ghosting. Everyone's happy. But with all of that said, is there anything else, Tanya, that we should note for our listeners or tips on inquiring or things to expect? I don't think so. I think we've covered it all. No, I'm pretty pretty happy that that will help a lot of people be able to quote, sorry, inquire more efficiently so that everyone gets the best out of the process as opposed to, you know, everyone ending up with generic responses and ghosting happening left, right and centre. Like we said, we wanted to keep this episode nice and simple, start the year off well for all the couples that have got engaged over the New Year's and Christmas period because we know, you know, fact, a lot of people get engaged over Christmas and New Year. So when you do start inquiring with vendors, take all of this into consideration. If you have any questions, we do have our Q&A sessions that you are more than welcome to submit any questions you have and we can answer them directly. But until then... Thank you very much, everyone, for joining in. Happy New Year 2024. Going to be great. I'm excited. Are you excited, Tanya? Oh, definitely. Woo! I'm very excited. We've got a lot of good stuff coming up. Woo! Bring it on! If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to hear more of us in your ears, subscribe to Cut the Cake on your streaming platform and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have a burning wedding question for us, be sure to slide into our DMs on Instagram at Cut the Cake Podcast or send us an email at hello at cutthecakepodcast.com.au. Thanks for listening. And remember, a party without cake is just a meeting.